Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this edition of the CE Podcast, the CE Playlist to be exact. And for this edition of the playlist, we bring you an interview with our good friends, Tiger Nolo. Tiger Nolo is tearing up the hip hop scene in St. Louis. You've got to go check them out. You've got to download their music. You've got to go see them on the socials. It's spelled T I G R E N O L O. Tigre Nolo. Tiger Nolo. These guys are great. Love talking to them. Had a great time sitting down with them. So without further introduction, here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to yet another edition of the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast. I am James, and with me, as always, is my good friend Colt. Yes, sir. We are sitting here today in the Zen Den itself with Tiger Nolo. How you guys doing? Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Yo. Zenden Yo. out here. Zenden. Yes. Yeah, shout out to the Zenden. At Zenden presents yes. on Instagram and all that stuff. YouTube, let's, right? Let's Collaborative. Ex- uh-huh. Explain Zenden one more time, since since we haven't talked about it since last time we were on the show. Yeah, sure. Zenden is like a little art house. Uh, we got a few bedrooms and not enough people to fill them all up, so instead we've turned to retrofitting them in a creative effort. So. Me being a videographer, I work from home for the most part. I do most of my work is freelance, and um, we we uh, set up like a TV show style, live music, uh, tiny desk esque type of show down here in the Zenden proper, as we call it, which is the actual room where we film Zenden presents in. Yes. And then the house itself is just known as the Zenden. It's mm-hmm. just like a, you know, when you walk in, you're greeted with love and a, an awesome vibe and. A, just a lot of positivity. Right. I try to make it as cozy as possible. We have like, you know, lamps, just just lamps for lighting and some uh, glow lighting, you know, reused, repurposed like... Incense burning, you can find little Buddha statues around. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's, a little, yeah. it's a little... Yeah, yeah Zenden. Yeah. You had mentioned Tiny Desk. Uh, I know you did that video for Scrub for the, the Tiny Desk submission. Have you done any more or just his? I've done more Tiny Desk submissions. You yeah. have. Yeah, and I've gotten to work with some really talented artists. The first Tiny Desk submission I was able to film was for an artist named Kenny DeShields, and he had this R&B song called That's When You Love. I'm going to show it to you guys when this is over because it's pretty fucking amazing, yeah. honestly. <laughs> like there was like we filmed it in Narrative Furniture Store on South Jefferson. Amazing building, super beautiful. Yes, and we were in the like the second story loft, and it's up there. It's windows from the floor to the ceiling, and then all the offices are glass, so you can just kind of see everywhere. It's like this. It's really um, modern on the inside, but on the outside, it's this like old school St. Louis style brick building, you know. So uh, the acoustics in there were really unique to that space, and the musicians. There is, I think, five or six of them came together and put together this beautiful rendition of Kenny's song that's when you love and uh, my favorite part was like the drummer had brought his drumsticks but he was going to be playing on a cajon and he ended up using like like clicking like a little on the edge of the table in like the perfect little moment like the nuance of it was so perfect it made the song something special I'll have to show it to you guys nice yeah for sure so talk to us about Tiger Nolo how did you guys formulate this duo so we went to college together at William Woods University. Okay. And we were both... <laughs> Calvin was on the hey, track team. Shout out William. Shout, shout out William Woods, Woods. the Owls. 
the, the strong, strong owls. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So they're, Cal, they're wise, right? I they're mean, the wise. Yeah, well, sure. when we were there, I don't know. So sure. Cal ran track, and I was on the golf team. And then uh, we started kicking with each other. We had similar interests, uh, mainly hip hop and stuff. And at that place, we didn't like we're the only two people like how we are. That's not a good way to explain, but there's no one else like us on that campus. Well, so we I gravitate think, towards each other. Yeah, it's a really small campus, first of all. Right. So there's a lot of drama, and everybody knows everybody, right? Yeah. And we were just kind of two dudes that just didn't give a single fuck. Sure. Just like, not a, not a fuck in the it, world. Yes. Like, okay, it's whatever. I really don't care. And that was like sort of a... <sighs> there's a lot of people who had lots of things to say about you when you don't care. It's funny, because you're like, but I don't care. So like, what's the point? Right. right yeah. you know? What are you accomplishing by by talking? There's right, no... right, right. And Me and so... Calvin love to put the blinders on and just keep moving. So we're just like, <laughs> fuck it. All right, this is how we do it. And then uh, Calvin, what do you get your degree in? Um, technically, I have a a BS in which I think is most definitely a BS. Yeah, it's BS. BS and BS in uh, digital film production. Okay, right. So he was like a creative. Yeah, I was in the art building. I, yeah, yeah, he was an artsy dude I went to always. Art school, practically. And then, like, I remember the day, like, he was like, "Yo, I'm gonna be a rapper." And I was like, <laughs> "Okay." And he was going by Calvin Tiger at the time. I think I've always known you as Calvin Tiger. Like, right, I met you had that going for you. Yeah. So anyway, like, I remember the day he's like, "Yo, I'm gonna be a rapper," and I was like, "Okay." Like, I had no idea what that means. Like he, <laughs> like we're in a we're in a fraternity together, and like we're in the hallway. It was like a passing by. I'm like, yo, what's up, hey. Cal? I was like, did He's like, yo, uh, so I'm gonna be a rapper. I think I'll be like, okay fucking great yeah you know where you just make one of those decisions and then you just gotta start saying that out loud you really did and, and he, did it. Real. Right, he yeah. did it and then yeah. like he like started writing like then he started writing then he started booking shows da, 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 da. uh fast forward to that summer i get a phone call I'll never forget it. i was in a warehouse at my job and then uh i missed the phone call called him back and then he called me about something else because we were linking up in jeff city for some reason and uh i was like oh and why did you call me earlier he's like oh uh you want to make a hip-hop group and i was like well, you're a rapper, right? And he's like, yeah, I am. <laughs> I declared. I declared. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll join you. So it started off as like, it was Calvin Tiger featuring Nolo. Like I was his hype man. I was the flavor flave to him, really. Yeah, shout out the Kapakai chapter of uh, Fiji sure. at William Woods University because they were super, super, super supportive of uh, me trying to be a rapper, which which was funny. There's a dude at, at, at the other Biggest campus. Fan. So in Fulton, where we went to college, there's two campuses uh there's william woods which was entirely female until like 1999 in westminster which was the counterpart the entirely male until 1999 they both became co-ed so there's two small colleges in a smaller town like the town is definitely too small for the colleges for sure sure hmm. but um there's a there's like a rapper there that was like actually kind of famous a little bit well, at least like you Fulton know famous Definitely that in Columbia and like, you know, out in LA doing other shit. So it was kind of like on our campus, they, the, it was, it was so strange, man. It was like, it was predominantly female. So the fact that we were even going to that school in like public interactions, there was like this sort of like, uh, inferiorness. Like you go to the, you go to the all girl school or some shit like that. It was just kind of like this, like overhyped masculinity coming from the other side. And even, and a lot of people played into it. So like, for any of us to be slightly cool was not real. Like, I was not cool, even though I was just, like, just doing my shit and not caring, you know what I mean? And so uh, just, like, being in that position and just going full force into it with a fucking smile on my face, I think won everybody over. And, it like, there was, our shows were, like, packed. We were playing in Columbia, mostly. But we did a few right. in Fulton. 
and there weren't rap shows happening in Fulton. So it was like a, a thing where like half the campus came out. There was people there. We, you know, definitely a lot of people there we didn't know. And we were just kind of curating parties and a good time. And I think that's kind of been like the aesthetic for Tiger Nolo the whole way is just like been curating a good time. And, you know, we put on a performance and put on a show. Most definitely. You're exactly um, right. Yeah. You started and like we're the same way, kind of. Calvin just absolutely goes and get. He had a radio show he was pushing. Creatively, he had his hands in a lot of baskets. And you're I forgot still about exactly that. just like that. I forgot about like he'll, that. Like, not to say that we force Tiger Noel on people, but we kind of force Tiger Noel on people. Like, seriously. And it starts with Calvin just being like, yo, fucking look at us. And then people are like, oh, okay. And then boom, get our foot in the door, keep it moving. Yeah, I feel like if you just say, like, hey, yo, check me out, but you kind of do it in, like, a humble kind of way instead of being like, yo, look at my shit, I'm the best. If you're like, yo, look at it, I'm right here, I got something for you. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like we give something for to people. We used, we we used to actually too. <laughs> we used to actually give things to people at our shows. Like, we had this song called First Grade Detention, which is the story of how we got fir- detention in first grade. Right. It's, one of, it's a fan favorite, Great honestly. Story. And we would pass out candy more so like throw candy yeah from the stage like during the chorus it was kind of like you know i guess making it rain a little bit but (laughs) yeah but but it was like it was like it was stuff that we loved and people and stuff that other people loved and we um before the onesies before we adopted that we were doing a different gimmick every show like it'd be um, like a theme show every yeah theme more so yeah like one time we went out and we're totally going on a tangent here, but like we'd have like one show we do like the alien show we'd call it. So we'd oh, have yeah. like we bought a fog machine, and then like we'd find like some weird fucking instrument on YouTube, like some alien shit. Yeah. And then like Cal would be on the thing and be like, "Okay, we are Tiger Nolo from another we- galaxy," and then like, bum, 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 and then boom, like we're just like dressing like alien shit or like spaceman shit. Yeah, somebody had a costume. Uh, an alien costume that was made out of like sh- like football shoulder pads and and s- some like mask or something and said like I need to- somebody's got to wear this and I was like hey Tiger Nolo will wear that at our next show let me cop that off you and then we, we s- love props yeah and we just came out with in costume or actually I think what happened on that one was Nolan was like sorry guys uh, Calvin's not here today so it's just gonna be the so Nolo show. It's just featuring Nolo today. We don't no know what happened to him. And then the alien music started playing. And then I came on stage in the alien costume. <laughs> and he was like, oh, what is this? And I was like, man, fuck Tiger Nolo. Tigre's dead. And actually, I wasn't Tigre back then. I was just Tiger. But yeah. I was like, Tiger's dead. And then uh, and then he was like, I don't know. We did like a little skirmish. Uh-huh. And, then, and then I was like, no, I'm just playing. And then the song came in and we just started rapping our asses off, just like going hard. My- and everyone was like, what the fuck <laughs> just happened? But that's, that was like the best part was that surprise because then we uh-huh. come in with this heat, boy. Come in with this. Catch them off guard a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And then they're like, oh, shit, these guys are going in. They're going right the fuck in. Oh, shit. Right. Wow. So I was going to ask about the, the onesies. If there was any significance to them, or do we just, you know, do we like the the animal print yes. onesies for for a gimmick? What's what's the deal with it? So I guess we all always were looking for a theme, kind of like with the alien yeah. stuff. We one time we did a dad show, like we dressed up like dads. Yeah. In between every song, we'd waste everyone's time with about two minutes of dad jokes. Yeah, and like, then Timmy get off the shed. Thank you. Yeah, anyway, the, Karen, yeah, yeah, we yeah. love the brownies right. from the PTA meeting. Thank you. So we're always looking for things, and like we're just like so fucking goofy, and like we're really not shy about that at all. And then like 
you know, we just stumbled into the onesies one day. We were just like, hey, we're going to do that for a show. It was, it was a pajama idea. show. It was a pajama show. And Jim I happen to own both of those onesies. And both of those onesies were gifted to me. I've, I have never bought a onesie in my life, and I have like 16 of them. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't that have guessed hilarious. that. I wouldn't have guessed Seriously, that. Seriously, people have been gifting me onesies like my whole life. So we just, I just happened to own both of those. It was a pajama party, and I was like, this is perfect. It's Tiger and Nolo. Have you ever told anybody that you like onesies? Or are they, is this just a random thing that people have given you onesies? It's been one of those things where they're like, oh my God, I bet Calvin would wear that. And then they <laughs> right. buy it for me, and I'm like, this yeah. is dope. <laughs> Yeah, and then I rock it, and you know, wear some in some funny photo, and they're like, "That's tight." It's the universe directing your your paths. You gotta have the, your, yeah into the onesies. It it knew that Tiger Nola would need this at some point in time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so yeah. They were given to you. It adds to the aesthetic you. of Tiger Nola, like on stage. <laughs> I mean, once we went that, we saw that. We're like, "Well, we're not going to go back now." It was no, so no turning sick. back. No yeah. turning back. And we're absolutely wild on stage. One of our strengths is live shows. Mm-hmm. And it has been for the past like the past two years when we really got fucking good at it and we can really win a crowd over. Um, and partly due to our practice with the dad jokes like in between. That goes a long way. Yeah. Get people engaged. The riffing exactly. and the banter, I feel like, is a is a big part of our show. And um, even like it's an even in the show. very beginning, we were just like about acting a fool on stage, and it was always entertaining. So people always like love the live shows. But pardon me, after we uh, we took a hiatus, a brief hiatus, because I had moved to St. Louis. Now we're two hours apart, and it was kind of hard to book shows here at the time. Mm. It's not; it's a different story now. But it was a little bit more challenging to book shows with our sound and how everything was going mm-hmm. at the time. So we took a hiatus, and then we got things kicked off again in 2017. And ever since then, there's just been like this new, like, I don't know, we just like came to the stage with a whole more intense, like a way more intense approach, I suppose. We matured a lot too in those two years. Yeah. And it was a little bit more about giving, uh, like, a little bit more, not choreographed, but we have an idea of how the show's going to go. And we have mm-hmm. some things, like some props. Um, very early on, we, were, we, we had a Nerf gun, like a like machine gun. And we would just like shoot them off into the crowd, right. just like we've lost half of those bullets. Well, there's none left. Oh, no, we lost and there's all still the some like under. <laughs> I think there's some like under my fridge or something like that. <laughs> and from when, yeah. So and then uh, other Nerf products. We we've been a pretty big fan of Nerf throughout our our uh, Wait tenure. Wait, sponsorship. Honestly. That's what I was gonna I was gonna say. Let's get a paid sponsorship going for Tiger Nolo. When you guys yeah, knocked on the door here, we thought it was Nerf actually, but shit. Dude, they can, they can make it'll be like little footballs, right? And it'll be a, like a two pack, and it'll be a tiger print one and a zebra print one. Perfect, full Perfect. send, baby. Full send, baby. Hopefully, they're listening right now. I don't know. Do we have a uh, Nerf on our radar? I'm sure Gold. we do. <laughs> you guys Nerf's, just Nerf's on my radar. Shout out Nerf. <laughs> you guys just dropped a video for a new track. Let's talk about that for a minute. It's 42069 Eiler. Yeah. What's the uh, What's the significance here? 42069 Eiler Street is where we filmed it. Really? Yeah. Okay. In Burnfield, Colorado. So we were just like, all right, let's just name it the name of the place where we're at. Okay. We decided that upon the shoot. Like, it was like one hour before the shoot, and then Cal looked at me and be like, we should name this, you know, some Burnfield, Colorado. We're on Eiler Street. Then we were messing around with the idea. Be like, oh, it should be 69 Eiler Street. And we're like, nah, 420-69 Eiler Street. Boom. Perfect. Full send. Right. (laughs) And we had a lot of homies out for that one. It was... uh. An absolute maddening video, just absolutely insane, tons of uh, chaos. Chaos. It's a short little video with tons of bars that hits you hard. It's a very clickable video, and that's exactly what we wanted. Mm-hmm. And it's everyone loves it so far. Yeah, 
playing football in the snow. That threw me off a little bit, but I dig it. I we're like it. We're blessed with the snow that day. Yeah, I like it. It, it definitely kind of speaks <laughs> yeah. to where you were at, I think, You're in Colorado. Yeah, and we snowy yeah, there. And I'm a big Broncos fan. Nice. Uh, my, my father's from Denver. Okay. So I was raised on John Elway. That was my hero. So to, to get to bless the snows of Colorado with our most valuable player worthy skills in football, which is not a fucking joke. <laughs> um, I, I think that, that was just like one of the, one of the best moments is a magical night and the video I think reflected that magic. Nice. I like it. So I was talking with Nolo earlier about how particular, uh, he was mentioning how particular that you keep things and, and, uh, oh yeah! Oh just, yeah! Uh, right? Yeah, it's it, it shows though through through the work that you all do. Really? Because he was even telling me about how you wanted your your logic was to keep the video short, to keep the track short, and impact or, or packing a whole bunch of information into that short little video, right? So it, yeah, the, the, the video totally. was constant. Whether it was you eating a banana or or Nolo coming in balls to the wall into the room, you know, yeah. and, and spitting lyrics, uh, it's just that that two minutes is very much action packed. And it's a definitely. Red bull. It's yeah, a Red Bull music video. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. I love. I love that though. Like as soon as, as soon as you b- come in the door, you're, you're like in your face. With right. Mm-hmm. Thing, yeah. You can't even handle it. Like yeah. your brain just. There's <laughs> yeah. so much going ah. on right now. That right. shoot was so fun, and you know it was a two minute video, like we said, and that shot shoot. How long did we roll the camera? Like probably five hours that night. Yeah, four hours. Talking right? to the particularness wow. of Tigre and myself. We will take thirty takes of something. We did we thirty takes. Right. We did thirty. We takes. literally do that on one of the, on one of those shots. We literally had thirty takes. Thirty takes. Yeah, and <laughs> but it but there was marks to be hit in every. You know, like Nolan had five marks, things that he had that he Rep. had to do everything. Yep. And our camera person, shout out Jenny Jenny Rowling Jenny Rowling, <laughs> <Yeah. Jenny Rowling, laughs> formerly known as Jenny Jarman. Yeah, who's okay. not a camera person at all? No, 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 at we, all. Basically. Every we're shot. out in Burnfield, Colorado. I mean, we had no camera person on site. Right. So we went to Homegirl. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and and she she was she was uh, such a awesome first time shooter. Like to be honest, you guys saw the video. That was uh-huh. her work. You know what right. I mean? So uh, we every every take was um, you know it was Planned directed out. by Tagarnello. So we we collaboratively were explaining how everything was going to go. Yep. But on the camera side, I was able to film every take with Nolo. Sans Tigre, and then just hand the camera over to Jenny and say, "Do that." Wow! And so, did that spark any interest in her? I wonder. Is she now out there plotting her next production? She might uh, have earned her gig as full time Tiger Nolo camera. There you person. go. Okay. Oh, nice. All right. Yeah, all right. I feel strongly that uh, moving forward, she can shoot all of our stuff. Nice. In Burnfield, Colorado, she's our girl. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> in St. Louis, we got a guy out here, Chris Boyd. Shout out, Chris Boyd at Boyd, Boyd Media, Media STL. Yeah. He's our guy. He was the one who shot Biff and Bird and. Uh, a few other videos. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Other street, other street, other street. Like a Nodo. Like a Nodo. Hey. Tiger. Yeah. Nodo. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Bitch. Hey. 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 Whooping, walking around, walking doors down, rapping his ass off. Me. Me. Who that motherfucker doing all that shit flying around? That's me. Me. Okay. Who the fuck I are? I'm Nolo. Nice to meet you, bitch. So nominated, I can get it calibrated every time that I've been walking on the beat. Shit show, neighborhood friendly tiger man. Slide in, stunting like Jackie Chan. I just landed in Manhattan, shooting on this fire, I ain't even got a cannon. Hey, so, yo, tiger another for life. All the mommies looking at me like they wanna get white. Gonna have to change your mind by the end of the night. Cause the boy's so bad, have a peek into the slide. Big doinks with the homie out in Arizona, work trip, though. So we hanging with the grown ups. New year, new city. 
Hey, little jiggy getting jiggy. Yeah, we ay, wake ay, up and do shit, go sleep to this music. Ain't got no excuses for real dog exclusive. You stupid, we do it, we make them all lose it. Can't blame them for that shit. We dash it, we ruthless. Break it down, I'm on a plumber. Wash away Corona money. Come around, all I gotta do is show up. If you drop it, then we pick it, and I gotta fucking dip it. If you're ready for the circus, all you gotta do is visit. We kick it like I'm Beckham, and she bend it like she get it. And they wonder how I'm winning, I just said it, and I did it. Show us Alfredo, stay by the peso. Smoking just Layla, rock the game like a cradle. Like a cradle. We shot 88 miles per hour. Solo, baby. So with the well, the car shot it. Your rear <laughs> view GoPro, shot it. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about the mechanics of that video sure. because I love the video. Got you all hanging out the the window of a moving car, which is not safe, by the way. It's just not, in case not at you, all. Not wearing seatbelts. Um, yeah. So I didn't. I, I could imagine there was no cops in the area watching you film this. Hell no, man. Time. We were out it's, there for a while. Yeah, actually, it's the south side. We didn't side see one here. cop. Thank goodness. <laughs> it's the wild, wild west over here, man. Like you could be. <laughs> I'm not even playing. You could be doing some wild shit on the streets, like in your vehicle, and the cops will just stroll on past. They'll flash their lights at you, like cut it out, right? <laughs> and keep rolling. So it's like, okay. Yeah. I think yeah. they look at us and be like, good shit. Oh, is that Tiger Nolo? Oh, yeah, good shit, yeah, good yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get out yeah. their phones like, oh, shit, oh, shit. They get on camera. <laughs> <laughs> so did you have the camera strapped to that? I mean, did you have it mounted to the car? How did it work? Yeah. Yeah. We, we uh, saran wrapped it. Yeah. we. <laughs> so I saran wrapped the rear view, not the rear view, the side mirror on the passenger side. Saran wrapped it to protect like the paint and everything. Used electrical tape because I didn't have any gaff tape to um, sort of like tape down the, the GoPro, the GoPro's mount, rather, because uh-huh. uh, it's a little bit sticky on the mount, but it just doesn't quite stick, like the shape of the mirror. Yeah. It was like all, just inconvenient. And I was like, damn you, GoPro. Why you got to make everything just like, <laughs> s- or maybe it's Hyundai. I don't know. Which, it just wasn't right. Who to blame? Someone's yeah. involved. It's it was just us. too much. So we had to like <laughs> crudely tape it down. Crudely and then, right. And then we just, it just stayed there. And then when it was, after we did the video which was all one take um just the camera mounted on the mirror right there um i just like cut the tape and it slid right off nice didn't didn't ruin anything you know and we shot it we were probably driving for an hour sure we probably did an hour's worth of takes to get that one minute so i it was, we probably did one minute or one take every seven minutes yeah because we'd go back we had a strip that we wanted to hit because it yeah. looked a particular way gotcha. straight away yeah holly hills holly hills and then we had a starting point every time so yeah we'd have to hit the reset button boom like you said we probably got eight shots over an hour yeah yeah nice i liked it because i figured it was just you all but it's a it's the kind of shot that you would see in a in a video right a music video or even a movie where there's a car shot you know and i've always kind of been curious about how they do that and the mechanics behind it and i'm like did tiger do that by himself is that just you all you know taking a camera and strapping it to a car and Yes. And then straight hanging up. out the window and making straight a music up. video. Yeah, like an actual video, you'd have like an actual car beside him or something. That's something. Video. Yeah. No, we're yeah. just yeah. saran wrapping it to our side view. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Music videos have always been my passion. That's what I've loved most growing up. VH1, um, MTV, BET, and then later on Fuse and MTV2 and like all these other stations. That was yeah. what I had on rotation the most. And I feel like um, just a lot of people that were born between like 89 and 91 or 92 sort of that like generation that grew up with 
music videos in the morning before school and music videos on when you got home from school and the top 10 countdown and TRL and all these things, I really feel like that had a huge impact on me. And so like going into the, into those crazy ideas, like strapping something to the strapping a GoPro to the mirror, um, how can we achieve like the most dopeness with the simplest idea? I think is kind of like been my approach trying to just create like unforgettable imagery with every video because i mean that's what i grew up loving yeah, yeah. we've always nice. believed music videos is a great way to grab people's attention um audio obviously being a rapper you have to sound great but us we also believe Sometimes. that we have to look great too honestly look good sound good uh-huh i don't know what the split is there but and that's one of the great things about i'm focused on looking good actually there you go Mostly. there you have it my, my main focus is on looking good straight up i'm there like I, I'm, like i know i can say some silly shit uh-huh. but and then present it in a way that it doesn't matter and as long as like the presentation is on point, right? Um, I think you can pretty much get anything across. Delivery is everything, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it really is. We I, I talk about this with uh, I do a lot of training in, in my job, and I talk uh, to the trainees about how you can have the most profound, loving, uh, just a just a the, the best message you could possibly convey to someone, but if you don't present it in the right way, it's useless. You might as well have not. You might as well be talking to the wall because you're going to get Absolutely. a better response out of it. So you, the presentation is so important. Your delivery is what it's all about. And now with the proliferation of social media and things like that, you have the opportunity to present yourself to the world, right? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Hence, hence, that's why we're, we're here talking with Tiger Nolo right now because exactly right. you're putting your art out there and we're able to see it and enjoy it and then come talk about it. Absolutely. That's, um, I mean, ideally how it works. <laughs> we put it out there exactly. and you guys come talk to us about it. <laughs> So that so that's that's awesome to 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 hear some feedback on it. Absolutely, I spent a lot of time down in in the Zen Den down here. Yeah, and and at Nolan's spot, um, and Jeff just like not hearing anything, you know, and just putting it out, and then crickets or like you know typical people that you know are going to love it, and you're kind of making it, and we're kind of making it for them. Like at this point, we're making it for ourselves, but we're making it for everybody all together. We always try to make the collaboration as collaborative as possible. Sure. Um, I feel like, yeah, that's the end yeah. of my thought. Yeah, okay. yeah. No, I dig it. I dig it. I dig the concept. Uh, Eighty-eight miles per hour. What's the uh, what's the uh, the driving force behind that song in particular? What are we saying? So we've always been. We enjoy the back and forth yeah. instead of like historically, like a verse of hip hop would be like sixteen bars that ever got a hook, sixteen bars, hook, whatever. We like the trade-off bars. We love to go back and forth. I have a bar, he has a bar, I have a bar, he has yeah. a bar, and that's four because we, you know, four fours is 16. Mm-hmm. So when we go back and forth, I think that's what people enjoy. That's when people really look at us and be like, oh, that is really good shit right there. And we agree with that. Yeah. We think it's a great style and not enough people do that. Yeah. So us getting in on that market is perfect because we've it mastered natural. it at this point. We really have because we've been doing it since we started. That's always been our goal going back and forth. It, like yeah, that. it's how we, yeah, that's. The, our, the first song we did was a song called Intervention, which was Calvin Tiger featuring Nolo. And yeah. uh, Don't Look It Up. By don't the way. Look It Up. Don't <laughs> Look It Up. Don't Look It Up. But uh, that song's got a lot of love in a lot of people's hearts. Um, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. The fir- And it was the first song we did, and we were going back and forth mid-bar. So that one was a crazy process. He wrote the first verse, and I wrote the second verse, and we assigned to each other parts. You know what I'm saying? It was nice. kind of like, okay, you hit this, and I'll hit that. Say and, like this. Yeah. And lately, we've just been writing... And we just riff, and then we just kind of keep it kind of how we were jumping in. So yeah. We're a little bit more comfortable just jumping in where the fuck ever. Or kind of featuring or feeling out each other's nuances and understanding where 
like yeah. I, I land in an awkward spot all the time. Like I'll just stop like mid bar and then no one will come in and finish it and then continue on his yeah. way. Yeah. And um yeah. We and just kinda we just kinda write it out now. The way we write too, we're a flow oriented hip hop group. We're interested in the flow, how yeah. we can ride a rhythm. How yes. to be the most wavy, the It'd most be saucy. The most wavy, exactly. So yeah. So that writing process is super fucking enjoyable because we'll be both in the room, we're going back and forth and we're finding the flow right there together. We're discovering that. Yeah. It's a great way to do it. Nice. Um and also if we're not in the same room, something that's great. We were talking about this before we started recording. The ability to, you know, communicate with each other. Um, I have a MacBook. He has a MacBook. I can record a rough. I can literally record two bars, send it to him. He can record two bars, and we go back and forth all night like that if we want to. Technology. You know? Yeah, it's we FaceTime a lot. We FaceTime a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So that back and forth model, that, that style, that's a throwback, right? I mean, absolutely. We're going back to, like, uh, Run DMC Beasties. That's yeah. exactly how we wanted to start the group. I wouldn't... Cal wanted to start the group. What's the vision? Beastie Boys run DMC. Yeah, yeah. I actually that guitar behind you, Nolan, is yours, which you probably haven't seen that in, a, in eight years or some shit. When when I got uh, that for Christmas for my grandma. Yeah, and he never played it. Right. And so I was in his basement. I play piano. This is 2013, 2012, maybe. Sure. I'm in his basement and I'm like, Yo, you play that guitar? He said, No. I said, I'm a I'm a fucking learn how to play that shit. We're gonna start a band where it's like, dude, it's gonna be like. The Beastie Boys, but it's gonna be a punk rock band. It's gonna uh, be like Run DMC. It's gonna be two MCs with one of them's a front man. I don't know. It's gonna be crazy though. We're gonna get it popping, and we have done just that. It's a diff- it's a little different iteration from what we had originally envisioned, sure. but it's like it's still the same at the heart, at the core. Yeah, the yeah. Uh, like the potion like tastes the same, but it's different ingredients. It's different yeah. ingredients. Yeah, we used to be boom bap rappers, which is a style of hip hop. It's uh, that's what the beat is—is is whatever. Yeah. And then now, like, it's more like trappy shit. A lot of trap drums, uh, intense sounds, futuristic sounds, I guess. So, like I said, same flavor, different ingredients. Nice. So it must be the dynamic between you two that something was going to happen, right? I mean, there was a chemistry yes. there where you knew get a guitar, play the guitar, try to start a band, something. But so this is that iteration, like you mentioned. But something was bound to happen between these two uh, personalities that you got right here. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. I pretty much told no one he didn't have a choice. I was like, no one, no one could fucking, no one else could do this, and I'm going to do it, and I need you, so you're coming with me, <laughs> right. motherfucker. So it's more like a kidnapping more than anything. It was. He made it really hard for me to say fucking no. So yeah, (laughs) kind of a hostage situation. Yeah, Yeah, he was like, at first when he was just my hype man, I would be like, dude, can you learn my lyrics so you at least know what the fuck to say on stage? And I just had to like get him to take it so serious. Uh And then flash forward to 2017. I'm like, bro, you sent me so many emails. I didn't even know we're doing Tiger Nolo anymore. Okay, so 2017 is when <laughs> I got my MacBook, all right? Or <laughs> 2016, whatever it was. I graduated yeah. college, got some uh, graduation money from friends and family. Shout out to them. So I got a MacBook and then bought a microphone. And then me and my friends would love... None of my friends... I live in Jefferson City, Missouri, capital of Missouri. Shout out, 573. So my buddies who are accountants and who I play golf with, like... We would be drinking at my house, and then I would start like writing raps or whatever, and I'd convince them. So we'd make a drunk song with me and my accounting buddies, right? 
And then I would start sending that to Cal, and I'd be like, yo, some of this shit has traction. Then I'd start making my own shit, not drunk, by myself, without my accounting buddies. And I'd be like, <laughs> this sounds like me and you right here, and that's how actually Biff and Bert uh, got, it really jump-started Tiger Nolo again in 2016, 2017. So yeah, and yeah. it's ironic, because like, at the beginning, of, you know, it was Calvin Tiger featuring Nolo, I was like, totally whatever about it. Totally passive. But then uh, now, like, I'm, like, lighting flames left and right. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'm like, this motherfucker needs to chill, yeah. bro. Like, <laughs> I told you I annoyed the shit out of <laughs> No, but I love it, yeah. Usually yeah. when he calls me in the morning, it's, pro- it's like, probably 50-50. I answer half of the time. Yeah. And he texts me at, like, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Not yeah. answering Knowing that. that you have to get up. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know he's not going to answer. It's yeah. all good. You got to get it out when, you, when it's there. Exactly right. Absolutely. Exactly right. Yeah, we can relate to that. Colt sure. used to be on yeah. a different shift than me. He worked night shift. I'm a day day person. Yeah. So he would send me those two or three o'clock messages in the morning, you know, two or three in the morning. And uh, knowing that I wasn't going to get it till the next morning, but it was, he wanted that to be the first thing I saw when I woke up, right? right. I yeah. got to get this message across. So I didn't yeah. want to forget it. Yeah. Right. Right. It's a funny <laughs> way to communicate. Yeah. You, got, yeah. you guys are like the Tiger Nolo of podcasts. You are. <laughs> <laughs> we should use that. The Tiger Nolo of podcasts. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. going to be our, gonna be our slogan. <laughs> 5% royalties, but full permission outside of that. Yeah, I'm next just time kidding. We'll, this is a collaboration. Next time we do an interview with you guys, you guys are wearing onesies. Oh. It sounds like Calvin has enough of them. so we should I be do. I've got all sizes, man. I got this blues one you would look awesome in. Yeah. St. Louis Blues. Okay. Hell yeah. All right. Shouts to the blues. Yeah, Let's I'll, go. I'll represent yeah. some, some blues. If I'm going to wear a onesie, I might as well support my team. Let's go blues. Yeah. LGB. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Biff and Bert, talk to me about that song a little bit. So, like we said, that was the one that jump started it. So, the process of writing for Tiger Nolo, how it happened, and you know, once we kickstarted again, mm-hmm. it was us. We find beats on YouTube or whatever, which take there's so many beats on YouTube, there's millions. It's shout out to all the YouTube rappers. Shout out to all the YouTube rappers. Or YouTube, YouTube beat, beat makers, makers, producers. God bless them, every right? single one of them. So, you we know, it takes an hour you. to find a good beat. And then I would lay it down, and then I'd send it out to Calvin. And then 
he'd be like, this shit is so fucking fire. So, boom. Um, that's how Biff and Burf, Bird got started. I sent him the hook, sent my first verse, then a, and then I said, you have to hop on right after that. Yeah, and the song was originally, the beat was called, like, Holy. Right. And so the song was called, like, Holy, Holy. 1, 28, 17, or whatever, like, when the date. It, right? For, like, the <laughs> longest time. Yeah, yeah. Like, through so many Still different demo versions. Yeah, 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 exactly. And so we uh, we had to eventually come up with a title, and I don't know why, but I just think it's hilarious, like, having silly-ass song titles like Biff and Bert, which is kind of like... Yep. Um, well, Back from the Future Explain Volume it. 1 is our like full body of work that we have out right now. We have some singles and other things like that, but that's our EP that dropped mm -hmm. last year. And Back from the Future Volume 1 is loosely uh, based off of Back to the Future 1. <laughs> and Very 80, loosely. So, that, so that's why 88 miles per hour starts out with a sample of Doc Brown saying, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious some shit. shit. Right, and then the song drops right, <laughs> and then we're in a car. Um, so I don't know. I just had like randomly just was like, all right, back to the future has got to be what this one's about. I don't know why. I was just going through a phase, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, Biff Tannen, I thought was like kind of like, you know, he's a bully to Marty McFly, and I feel like Tiger Nolo and Nolo in, in general is kind of like a bully to rappers. That to track the beat, in general, yeah. To the yeah to the to the snare, just kind of like he's a bully. He just kind of pushes it all around. And very then, intense rapping. And the very other intense. one is, yeah. and, and the other name, Bert, stems from Bert Macklin. Parks and Rec uh, character. <laughs> okay, yeah. And he's like, uh, you know, he's like a cool cat. I feel like he's got the, he's a FBI agent. Pretend. Which should make be T-Gray on that song. Yeah, he's a make-believe FBI agent. And I, I truly embody that, I feel like, all the time, you know. Even if I don't have sunglasses on, I still feel like I'm looking at everybody with sunglasses on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hiding, I'm hiding. you know, it's all it's all. Uh, You're Justin Bieber in the club <laughs> on a Tuesday afternoon. Hell yeah. You, you guys, know, you got to believe in yourself, you know. You guys Absolutely. have to be the only group that's ever incorporated Parks and Rec and Back to the Future in the same song. We love to have references, like weird Thank shit, you. like Macaulay Cogan, like Home Alone stuff, yeah. Nickelodeon yeah. references, all that stuff like that. We oh, love let's, references. Let's give them a little taste of some un unpublished shit. Last time we were on the podcast, I or last time I was on the podcast. Reference song? Um, yeah, I was just going to say a little something out of it. but Okay, yeah, go ahead. Um I like rapped and they were like, dude, that's the first time anybody's ever rapped. Since then, have you had anybody rap on the show? We have not. No. Let me lay so. the premise no. down. So we love references so much, like I said, Parks and Rec, goofy shit. Rappers need to do that more often, by the way. So yeah. uh, we and we both understood that we love references. And then did we start writing and like, I, oh, here's that started. Calvin wrote four bars that was just complete references. Yeah. And then we look at each other back. We should make this a reference song. Like, strictly a reference song. So every bar is like, I'm blah, blah, blah from blah, blah, blah. Just like yeah. blah, 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 blah. All right, give him a yeah. taste. I came through with that VHS, a Home Alone with no, no remote. remote. Like I'm Kale Mitchell with the orange soda. I got no control. Oh, here it go. Climbing up that super aggro crag. Then let's take it down to Mo. Michael O'Malley is my dad. I was born to run the show. Whoa. Hardy Boys off of the top rope. Tiger Bell, or Title Bell say Tiger Nolo. Kitty dripping like a cantaloupe. Keanu slipping like a broken toe. Hey. I'm Apple. Y'all Motorola. I'm a cherry soda. The rest of y'all just generic cola. 
<laughs> nice. Wow. <Complete> nice. References. <laughs> the fact yeah. that you threw a Kenan and Kel reference in there is amazing. Mm-hmm. You got yeah. to, man. Right. Kenan, yeah, and yeah. Kel, Kenan and Kel was that show. I'm trying to fit a Cousin Skeeter reference in there. Oh, dude, that'd be amazing. That's right? Funny. Yeah. One time we played with a band called the Smooth Talking Perverts. Shout out them. Shout Saint out Smooth. Band. Yeah, STP. And uh, we came out playing uh, the Kenan and Kel theme song. Yeah, they're a three-piece. Awesome. Um, I would say like a... Like a punk rock band, they have a lot of different sounds that they incorporate into their music. It's sort of like it's just kind of rock and roll, but it's kind of ska sometimes. They got a they got a sure. horn section. Nice. They're all, they shout out the Dogtown horn section. That's uh, they're they're a whole it's a whole family affair over there. They're a whole family of musicians that got something going on. So we collaborated with them, and we we played a couple of shows and did a, a bunch of covers. But they were just like really down for whatever, so they let us pick some of the covers and we're like all right we want to do the keenan and kel theme song right and we also want to do um we did a run dmc well we did tricky we're like let's do tricky we did tricky mm-hmm. and then throw it back. our original songs mixed in there yeah yeah we had a few originals as well that they uh transcribed for us nice we love playing with bands that was like cal said originally that was one of our goals i love when hip-hop you know whether it's a group or an individual playing with a band just gives it another dimension mm-hmm. and look i mean the classic just putting the instrument on, on the speakers and having someone spin for you perfectly fine but the band just gives it another dimension and for live shows i mean who doesn't love a fucking band absolutely right? you know? yeah it, it's like like you said it's another layer when exactly. you have a band on the live Most set diff. yeah it just it adds that that extra fuel extra energy to it and there's, there's something about special. yeah there's something about the like the sound of a hi-hat on a on a like a real hi hat played in real life on a trap beat and like that kind of snare that's just so exciting. Mm-hmm. Something about that is like special because yeah. you, you when you when you're seeing it live with a band, it doesn't sound the same. Obviously, that like I don't know that special pop that the uh, that the room and everything has. Like yeah, mm-hmm. there, nothing beats. I mean, there's a lot of great shows that don't have drums, electronic shows and whatnot, but nothing beats the. The, the the live instruments right yeah if and when I get married I'm gonna have a band not a DJ straight up I have a band and a DJ okay a band with a DJ uh, who am I fucking with we're gonna be playing that show actually yeah <laughs> you know it's really you know it's really an example of that too is uh, Scrub having that band behind him at the local show at Pops it was awesome it was great yeah, yeah. ATG had one he at least had the drummer for a minute right. At his mm-hmm. last, at his Did opening, he? I believe so. I believe he had a, a live drummer. Shout out Scrub. Shout out ATG. Yeah, yeah rappers yeah. in the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, represent. And those are some of the coldest cats in the city. Straight yeah. up. Yeah. 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 We were just talking about the 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 hip hop scene, the rap scene, how everybody's just kind of showing a lot of love for one thing now, and I love seeing that. But there's some there's some good stuff out right now, man. Yeah. I feel, I feel like you all are in a in a good mix right now. It's a good time. To be Tiger Nolo, I feel like on the scene. Good shit. You're exactly know? right about that. I feel uh, the same way. Yeah, I, I always think the talent, the you know your your presentation. Once again, all that definitely makes all the difference. But also, you got to have the right atmosphere, right? It's, there's got to be some timing involved. There's got to be you know the setting. The set and setting has to be there, or else who you play into. Well, right? I, th- I think we're also in a time right now, especially in St. Louis, where it's not necessarily a, everybody out for themselves anymore. Everybody's kind of yes. you know, like I know. St. Louis is kind of split with their local scene. Like you have your, uh, like we were talking about ATG, like discrepancies, th- those kind of local bands. Then you also have the other side. Um, I, I don't know. It just feels like everybody's trying to do more collaborations now and trying to bring each other up and everybody succeed at the same time versus I'm out for myself now. I'm, I'm, I need to do what I need to do to get mine. Yeah, people aren't afraid to put other people on, which we appreciate. Right. Speaking of Scrub, 
we got a lot of shows because of Scrub. He couldn't make it. Hey, and then he'll tell a promoter, you know who's really good? Tiger Nolo. Nice. Boom, we're there. People are not afraid to cal- uh, collaborate with people, right. which is great. Because we can only work with what we're given or what we can get. You know, if we have access to more people, we're going to have a better product. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's like a relatively new vibe for this area. Absolutely. I'm fairly certain, at least in my experience. Uh, it's mostly been like a divisive sort of like political thing up until about 2017 and the tide started to change and now it's a full-on like love fest straight up like shout out freddie d'angelo i never met that dude but he's a talented videographer in the area and i feel like we're like if we take a picture together it might break the local internet you know what i'm saying like (laughs) just be too much i know and we've never we've never met in person so it's like when's it gonna happen you know but it's uh so it, we've just started showing each other a lot of love, just being like, yo, this is tight, um, I, as, as opposed to being passive and like just seeing it and being like, nice, and then scrolling on mm-hmm. and just kind of having that like negative kind of competition as opposed to like, this is my competition, but in the best kind of way, we got to push each other to all raise the bar and go further. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, people aren't scared to collaborate probably because they can see things online. Where in the past, be like, hey, have you heard of Tiger Noel? I heard of them, but I haven't heard their shit, so they're yeah. probably whack or like whatever the fuck. But now they'd be like, I've seen them on Instagram. They're actually pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Which is great for us, yeah. if your product's good anyway. I agree. I think social media is is a good driving force in that way because you also get to see a lot of the person behind the artist too you mm. know just by proxy of the post or whatever yep. that they're putting out there because you're 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 conveying a message hey this is this is what i'm trying to show you you know this yeah. this is my my public self at least my social self yeah. and so instead of saying well those guys are probably assholes you know it's like oh, i've been following them for a minute yeah they they seem like cool, cool cats mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I'm better at promoting myself than I am my music. Like it's hard for me to be like, I'm so I'm really fucking good at rapping. So watch my shit. What I've kind of learned this year, we're still figuring out uh, the best way to market online. Obviously, everyone's always trying to figure that out. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to document my life, and that is really that's getting me a lot of I don't know a lot of action. I feel like it's selling it's myself and documenting my life, and then telling you your like story. me, you're gonna like my music. Then right, yeah, yeah telling your story. That's something I kind of learned lately. Well, first of all, I, I want to say this. If you're not showing love to other artists or other people in your field of whatever you're doing on in whatever way that you come across it, whether it be social media or in person or otherwise, if you like it, reach out and tell them you like it. Show that love. Build that bridge. Make that connection. That has been... I can attribute a lot of the successes that I've I've had in, in my um, time as an artist just to showing love to people and then being sort of like on their radar, I guess. I don't know. Just right. sort of having a relationship with them now. Mm-hmm. And then um, and it being like a positive one on a positive foot kind of started out. I've done that with a handful of other video creators in particular and rappers, to be honest, in St. Louis. And then lo and behold, they're commenting on my stuff. Exactly. They're sh- resharing my stuff. You know, just putting sh- into it what you want. I was just going to gonna say it, it takes one Instagram comment. Something comes down to my feed oh, this sounds really nice, like, and then I'll comment like, oh, this shit's fire. That guy clicks on my thing, see what I have. Boom, we have a relationship right there. It's worked both ways. Yeah. And it's a really good way to build relationships, and easy too. Mm-hmm. Just be positive. 
Yeah. It's easy. That's right. great. I know a lot of people, we've even talked about it on and off the the mics, but just the kind of the, the way that social media has just got a, it's got a grip on everything, on everybody. And, and the, the algorithms, we're all slave to Facebook algorithms and whatnot. You're trying to get Definitely. your message out there and shit like that. But I still feel like social media has a lot of bonus. You know, it has a lot of positive um you know, effects when you get out there and there's something that social currency, you know, we have that in our lives, period. You know, you have social currency, but you can work that shit. And that's what you're talking about. You work that, that positivity, you spread other people's yeah. music, their, their, their art, whatever it is. And over time, it's going to come back to you. I believe, you know, yeah. when you're, when you're out there and, and you're playing nice guy for one thing, you know, you don't have to be out there and, and try to bull, your way through everything, you know, yeah. just get out there and share and be positive and put a good message out there and have fun. You know, right. that's, I love seeing people having fun out there. That's, you know, it's, it's yeah. fan fucking tastic. I live vicariously through that all the time. Yeah. 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 And we're all a slave to living vicariously, aren't we? I'm scrolling through Instagram, seeing this photographer who's like a beach photographer. And I'm like, man, this guy's got his shit. He's always on the beach, man. He's doing his thing. Right. Yeah. And then I'm like, all right, I got to go do this Tiger Nolo interview. You know what I mean? It's like, um, I don't know. It's yeah. just how it goes. Yeah, that's, that's social media. That's the double-edged sword to yeah. it. There's also there's another downside, and I hear a lot about this. You you have people who they only see like the highlight reel of people on social media, For right? Sure. It's kind of what it, yeah. Instagram seems like. That's what that's all about, big time. You know, it's just like the best shots of your life that make you look like your life is just the shit, right? It, of it's, it's, yeah, it's prime, but. Uh, you know, you can use that as fuel too, though. It doesn't have to be depressing Absolutely. because people look at that. They're like, "Well, my life isn't like that, so my life must suck." You know, right. I'm not going to Times Square and and, and dancing <laughs> on the, the fucking you know the street or whatever. So yeah. my life must suck. No, use that as fuel. Say, so, you know what? I'd, I'd like to do some shit like that too. Yeah, you know, make it make it yours. Try to mold it and model it to where you can do some pretty exciting things as well. And then take off and see where it takes you. You know, so so use it as fuel to the positive. Don't take it and highlight the negative in your life right absolutely You're exactly right yeah if i someone has something that i want i'll be like okay i start scheming how to get that thing you know what i mean sure fuel absolutely yeah. that's how you got to use it yeah, yeah. In inspiration it's, it's beneficial if you use it in the right way right Traveling, find your mama's flash the commas, got some 
make shit with no condom, so I guess where your dad's then. Young Skywalker, she calling me father. Trees like Congo, that kick like Ronda. Still fresh, death dough, extra retro, pinky pesto. Stay by the bell, cut the bodies by the smell. Tacos from the bell, no, I'll talk another weed well. Speaking spells, y'all regurgitating, I'm deep in space, and you ain't start the race yet. Cow shit called, that was probably me. That was probably me. When the cow shit called, that was probably me. That was probably me. Smell silver, but I can't ask me. We've been waiting on your motherfuckers answer this Have you ever seen a rap group? Take it to the back room Get the cops called, not a judge, got a gag rule Yeah, you heard, bodies got stirred Tiger all low, just burning the earth Trophies for nothing, y'all fuckers is bluffing Don't fuck with me, my rap sheet is public My rap sheet is public, y'all fuckers got nothing Compared to me, y'all fuckers McLovin Taking your women and raising your children The villain drops in from the top of the building Look up, dog. that's us, uh Lennon and this motherfucker with the hot sauce Put your helmet on, the velvet's off Grab some floor until we walk out Swimming in the world of Cynics, critics, I don't follow that syndicate Twitter hits, me nothing I need some Hey, I got my medical Now I am eating up all of the edibles It's incredible, I don't get it though Let the hemp grow, make it federal I'm in the sandwich, gets me amped to eat jams Like lunch, being super hungry Stress free, cause I meditate Y'all floor, cause I elevate Tiger Nolo showing up, hella late Integrating all my bars with hella art That's hella smart, dressing hella sharp Like a dart that's ripping targets We the marksmen, feeling great I'm on the roof of your house Dive in the window, I land on the couch Right in the kitchen, I'm hitting the fridge And then maxing it out and then passing out Got home from vacay, your whole place up in flames I'm the one you can blame I murdered MCs and burned down the scene Y'all know it's me, so call the police Something interesting that you said, though, I, I didn't, I haven't really thought about. So, like, you said that you've been really t- doing it yourself on Instagram and stuff, and documenting your life, and then right. thinking uh, in the mindset of people like me, they're going to be interested in the things that I'm doing. I never, I don't think, I've never thought about it that way. I guess I thought about it the opposite way. I'm like, okay, I can build up the podcast, and then if people like that, then they're going to be thinking, oh, well, who's the guys behind this thing, and then get into me. So I don't know. I just thought it was kind of weird. It's like the opposite mindset but the same end goal interesting yeah and it's like the kardashians like they're big because they document every single part of their fucking lives you know what i mean how many seasons of the kardashians they have probably a dozen by now way too many no idea way too many yeah exactly right about that yeah yeah but you know i truly believe i i'm not gonna buy a product unless i like the person i've always felt that way yeah and uh it'd be hypocritical for me to you know have a strategy that's different than that i guess right yeah yeah, that's funny. Yeah, and there's no, and there's so many ways to skin the cat as well. Yeah. you know, we all have the same end goal, and however you want to get there, right? Whatever works. Yeah, I can I can speak to this directly. I'm so shocked at the way the the reactions happen on social media. In the same the same way that you thought, like people would be interested in the podcast, then or they might find interest in you from the podcast. I'll post a picture of myself doing something and then it's like 
everyone loves it and has all these interesting comments and we're having conversations. And then I post like something that I created that I worked on with somebody and it does, doesn't get the same play. doesn't get the same love. And I'm like, guys, <laughs> come on. Like I've, the, the whole time. Of what's I just supposed been, to be happening. Yeah. I just been putting out this artwork and you guys like the pictures of me more than the artwork. I don't want to have to do that, but if it's what it takes, <laughs> so what's, I, what's I'm, happening there though? Let's, Unpack that a little bit. Yeah. Try to get into the weeds. What's what's going on? Why are they liking the personal stuff more than they are the the art? I think it's the vicarious part of it. It's a vicarious nature. Okay. Um, I mean, do you, do you find yourself doing the same thing to other people? Most definitely. You, you, yeah. So you you like what they're doing personally more, more than I love to the see art the, they're putting out or whatever. I love to see the everyday as much as I love to see some of the art. And sometimes the the everyday is more interesting. That's my fear for real <laughs> is that my everyday looks more interesting than my art does. Like, oh <laughs> shit, I need to spice it up. So You know what I'm saying? Throw some more sauce on it or something. Yeah, like there's like someone like, and this is disgusting that I feel this way, but like there's people who will only like my personal stuff because I, like, I know them from like childhood or whatever, but they won't like my art stuff or whatever, which I totally get. They know I, me as the person, not the artist. I wonder, though, I feel like, for the most part, um, it's an algorithm. Or it's, it's, some, it's some sort of thing like that. I, I feel like most people would just react to both, honestly and truly, and would vibe with both, but the algorithms don't pick it up the same. It's like, they have the photo, like, whenever you upload your photo, you know, Instagram. Um, I had a friend, shout out Alex McFadden, photographer she's a wonderful fashion photographer and i've got some of her gear and i love to wear it it fits very nicely it keeps me warm and it looks great we uh she went to this like instagram um event and they were talking about what photos will get the best traction and it's like you need to have a well-lit photo like bright they love whites like a white background or like a beach or something like that and um a face or two faces and they want it to be like a pretty much like waist maybe like a like a medium shot like chest to head like those are the photos that are going to get the most play Mm. just based on what instagram i guess is trying to promote is like you know documenting your everyday so kind of from hearing that and thinking about it some conversations with scrub we kind of realized that telling your story is really what where the magic is, and and through that I started thinking a lot more. I, and I watched um, a documentary with Jim Carrey being Andy Kaufman, and I was like, okay, your right. your life. It's not like you're you're a person that makes art, and it's like, hey, this is the stuff I did. No, it's like you are the artist. You are doing the art. The art is you. The story you tell is you know what is going to be. The last your you know your legacy or whatever you leave behind your that's going to be what the story is the so artwork that's getting deep because it's, it's it's not just a piece it's an extension of the person absolutely right? yeah right something interesting I I just realized not too long ago too and I don't know if you guys do this too but I, I guess I'm used to the same people on my on my feed and my wife was watching me scroll through. Uh, Facebook or Instagram or whatever, and she see me hit like I as I was scrolling, I would hit like on something, but I didn't even pay attention to what that was. Yeah, I just knew who put it out, and I knew I'd like it, so I hit it, and then yeah. I just kept on scrolling. And she's like, tap. "Do you even know what that said?" And I was like, "Have no idea." And then I had to scroll back and actually see what I was liking. That's you know, it's just interesting because I I just know those people, and I know what they put out is good content, and that's what I, you know, that's what I. We call that getting lost in the sauce. <laughs> you just be scrolling, and then the next thing you know, you're like, 
what the fuck did I even just scroll past? Right. I didn't even see any of that shit. Yeah. And sometimes I'll catch myself, I'll be like at a stoplight and I'll be scrolling and I don't even know I'm scrolling, you know, I'm on autopilot and then it's green and then I'm still scrolling and I'm driving and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> and then I like, you know, I put my phone yes. down. And I'm like, what the fuck was yes. I just doing? I can't believe I was just scrolling and driving. What is wrong with me? I was lost in the sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I do the same shit. Yeah, you're lost in the sauce indeed. Bro. Five years ago is not like that at all. Not, no, right. no, not, never. Yeah, that's the game we're playing, though. That's how we promote stuff online. That's, yeah, it's not, we don't see it in a negative thing because that's how we promote. Yeah, that's how we promote. It's a necessary evil if you even want to call it that. Yeah, for me, it's a lot of dopamine, too, straight up. Like, I'm go. putting out stuff and getting a lot of love on it. Mm-hmm. It's just like constant all day. Yesterday, I had a, I had two things drop in the same day. So, and I had, you know, I had to push them both and promote them both. And, and one, the one we put out afterwards was Tiger Nolo was the Tiger Nola one, which actually, uh, like, I don't know, exceeded the first one, like got more comments, more likes, even though I posted it at the not ideal time, Mm -hmm. way later in the day. You know, you got all the algorithms and everything you post at a certain time based on your audience and things of that nature. I'm sure you guys have uh, your account set up as a business account to get the insights and all that stuff. Yeah. So I'm trying to do that. The other project was this incredible um, live session it's the newest zenden presents video we filmed it outside of the zenden though it was a special collaboration with an act called drangus and they're featuring a rapper named dub iz another group you guys need to get on the podcast awesome people video awesome people too. and i was floored that's right the facebook video right i mean yeah. it's, it's there on social yeah. media yeah i, I watched it it's yesterday video. It, it's Thank fantastic you. it's fantastic it was awesome it was a yeah live session we we performed it in the in this uh chapel and we did this all in one take with one camera, and they have this amazing light show and fog machine set up, like all timed with their music. And uh, it's a, a dude playing two different keyboards, a drummer, a bass player, and then they have a rapper. Uh, not always, but on these two particular songs they, okay. that we filmed with them, they had. Who'd you say the rapper was again? His name is Dub Iz. Shout out Dub Iz. Shout out Dub Iz. I met him last night. He is fucking awesome. Yeah, that's it, our newest that homie. Man. Yeah. So he's out there. He's putting out content on the socials yes. as well. Yes. Yes. Please. He, like, more than anybody, is one of the people that needs people to see it. Like, he is so talented. He's, he's so really good. good. He's got so much character and so much flavor. You guys would have a blast talking with him for a couple hours. You know. Okay. Um. And and I was talking to him last night, like, hey, what do you got going on as far as like getting your stuff out? And he's like, you know, I try to post at the right time and you know, this and that. But I noticed all of his YouTube videos were like an image of the album art or the title of the song or this and that. Yeah. He didn't have any video content. Yeah. N- almost no video content. And so I was like, Bro, I got you. Don't even trip. I got you. I listened to his SoundCloud yesterday for the first time. And I'm like kind of salty. I, I didn't check it out sooner, mm-hmm. straight up. And I was like, okay, Tiger Nello features most definitely. He has a he has a like a really playful style and a really he's really charismatic. He is. And so I think he would would do awesome. And then uh, he's also he does a lot of things with this uh, guy named Joe Lewis. Joe Lewis is a producer, musician, and rapper as well which i didn't know he was rapping shout He's, out joe shout out joe lewis man john henry productions on instagram and and uh youtube he's got YouTube this too. show called chopping where he goes out to a record store he's got a cameraman follows him and they just go pick out a vinyl 
they find they find a nice looking one whatever they take it back to the studio they listen to it hear where the samples are pick out a couple samples and make a beat out of it and then you know it's like a six minute episode no kidding that's cool yeah what do they call it there's i think there's a show like that called rhythm roulette it's very similar Hmm. i like joe's version because it's it's really like grassroots Rhythm Roulette, I feel like they're a little bit too short. I want a little bit more. The, the episodes are usually not giving us enough of the process. I'm kind of always like, kind of like, hey, are you guys serious? Like, you just, For all this artists. production value, and you don't even give me, you only gave me that much? More like, of the process, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 for sure. All artists love yeah. the process, and that's super important. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, a lot of the stuff, you guys listen to podcasts, right? And mm-hmm. And we... Yeah, we just eat up the behind the scenes of all the stuff that we love. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? It's it's all about the process. I love hearing about everyone's process, whether you're For a musician sure. or an artist of, of any kind, or if you are a, a, a bodybuilder or a mindfulness practitioner. I want to yeah. know about the nuts and bolts as to why you do what you do, because I find that... So even though I'm probably, you know, you guys are out there making music videos, hanging out of moving cars and you know breaking breaking laws and whatnot sure. with traffic laws but uh, yeah. <laughs> uh i want to know about That's that process even though i'm not going to do that you know i just i love yeah. knowing about the nuts and bolts because <laughs> i find it ever ever interesting you know that that curiosity just takes me down those paths and you hear some good stories behind that too you know yeah. good stories as to what happened they're, they're, you know you might almost ran over somebody while he's trying to record or something just you know yeah, whatever yeah. you hear good things during yeah. that process and you can also see the passion behind that because you wouldn't do it if you didn't love the process. Absolutely, you know, if, it was, if it was all work and and you just you, you were it was grueling and you hated to get up that morning because we got to go hang out the window and shoot this video. It's gonna suck. Yeah. You probably wouldn't even do it, right? Yeah, lots of hang. Right. We do a lot of stuff hungover, to be honest, and we're pretty much under the influence every every time you see us. <laughs> either big facts. Yeah. E- either of the either of alcohol or um, cannabis. Yes. So now you're just saying you broke more traffic laws because you were drunk while you were doing 88 miles an hour. I wasn't drunk and I wasn't driving. Right? Yeah, that's what I was but, gonna say. But I w- no, I was drunk probably. But neither of us were driving. I don't, <laughs> okay, well, I'll say this: odds are we were drunk. Yeah, odds and are. high. Odds are. I mean, that's just statistically speaking. Right. Yeah. I think it, I think it's really interesting when people. I I never even questioned it, but. We used to perform sober, and now we do the exact opposite. I want to talk about that, by the way. Okay, yeah, it's. I want to talk about our process in terms of our approach to the to the stage, to the live show. Okay. Originally, okay, so when we started as yes. you know Calvin Tiger featuring Nolo, I would be wild, not wildly drunk, but I'd be drinking, you know, smoking whatever the hell. Then Cal would be completely stone sober on stage. You know, reboot of Tiger Nolo in twenty sixteen. 2017. 2017. When we got on the stage, yeah. completely flipped. Completely. Actually, flipped. actually, shout out Barnfest. R.I.P. Um, R.I.P. I've told you guys about Barnfest, right? Yes. yes. And uh, you can find my short documentary filmed with Luca Toretta on YouTube at Bar- Barn Film, a Barnfest short film. I think that's what it's called. I haven't, I haven't looked at it in a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's like this old DIY festival where we basically what happened was. It was a really great time. Pretty much anything goes. It was in southern Missouri. It was out in the, almost in the Ozarks. Where was it? Uh, I don't know, man. South of Imperial, south of Six Flags. Was somewhere. it in Troy, Missouri? Oh, then then they had an iteration of it. The last few were in Troy, yeah. So always in that kind of area. on a, In a field somewhere, a farm, I don't know, packed back in the woods yeah because i remember when we talked about it we were talking about ink spot first and that's what brought that on it was yeah yeah, very similar to that so i was kind of um on the 
I don't know, I was in the group chat for helping organize things. And I was just kind of like, I... Well, there was a few artists that are people that were just like playing in multiple acts. And I was just like, I wanted to do that. I wanted... It was such an honor to be like invited to play barn fest for real like i was so geeked on it i was just like we've been accepted into the cool club you were the only one either everyone is very excited about yeah it. With, with ursa major and then the and then i saw other people performing like multiple acts and i was like well i got multiple acts so let's see if we can get tiger nolo up here so that was that was in um 2016 i think sure tiger nolo played a show we were the first act of the day they were just like all right we'll let you just it was like first. noon or whatever yeah it was noon in the sun and we're like, all right, we're going to get this thing Tiger started. The first Tiger Nolo reboot show that we did. And where we played all of the previous songs. We didn't have any new material. We had played the songs that we were playing when we were in Colombia. So, see, the, the hiatus probably started in 2014. So this is probably 2016. Yes, yeah, so it was about two years off. And now we're just like, let's play another show. And I remember being like, hey, I'm going to smoke a bowl while we're performing. And then we're gonna freestyle for like three songs after that. We we didn't have much content like around the reboot. We had like, we had like three songs yeah, that yeah, we yeah. felt right. were like we can we can do three songs, but we were freestyling every day, and well, at least I was. And so I was like, let's just get uh, let's just freestyle for a couple of songs. Right. So we did that. So uh, that show was like actually really I would say it was like a success because there's probably like. I don't know, 30 people on the premises total, but all 30 of them came we're over. watching us. Yeah, yeah, yeah and uh, all 30 of them were getting down, so I was like, okay, good shit. And you know, we're on our bullshit crowd interaction with the freestyle. So oh, yeah, that. and we're like, we have people shout out words, and then we just like riff off the words and just rock with it, yeah. yeah and yeah. then it's funny, because we always end up saying some shit that comes across as like, you know how it is nowadays. You say something, and then you're like, that could be twisted. That could be problematic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're not trying to be, but it's off the top, so some shit just comes out, and then you're like, and then it's you're easy. like, re, you're trying to like, re, you're like apologize while you're freestyling. You're like, my bad, didn't mean to didn't say mean that. Didn't mean to say that shit. Uh, God damn, let me get it back right quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, didn't mean to say that sentence. Okay, I really do regret it. <laughs> Something like that. You know what I mean? And, That's a uh, dangerous freestyling. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could yeah, see me yeah, having to walk back a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? You don't even think, like, it's because you're hyperactive, or insanely hyper aware of, like, what's coming out of your mouth. Right. But it's kind of just coming out of your mouth, and not a whole lot is happening before that. Yeah. At least for the way we freestyle. There's some people that freestyle, like, they can think it all up. We organize yeah. it best mm -hmm. we can, but... <laughs> yeah, but it's chaos straight through. Sometimes you get caught. Yeah, I always feel like freestyling is akin to, like, if I could, if I could make a metaphor, it would be... That shot in the X-Men movie where Magneto's walking across the bridge and the bridge is sort of building under his feet as he's walking. That's what freestyling is like for okay, me. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm just walking in the words, in the flow, and everything is just popping up right there last second where it needs to be. Wow. It's just kind of, yeah, it's really off the cuff. Things shooting could, from the hip i could see you just like start out apologizing yeah yeah, I would, yeah. I would, I would. i'm sorry for everything i'm about to say right yeah, now yeah. that's a good way to do, disclaimer that's way to do disclaimer <laughs> bars yeah. so just to clarify now for both of you sure. individually and, and as, a, as a duo so is it better to be a little tipsy drunk on stage when you go on does it help to loosen things up or does it cause you to stumble because that you know i love the visualization with the x-men but that seems pretty. Uh, I don't know. It's, I, I know I would probably slip and fall. It's not something I do, but just trying to oh, picture definitely. trying to picture that happening. Um, how how sharp do you have to be 
versus wanting to loosen up a little bit and have fun on stage, right? So we're completely different. Like our writing process is completely different. When I write, I write it and it's going to be like that no matter what. Cal's a little bit more open form. So when he writes something, he's like, I could deliver this in many ways. Okay. So the way I write has to be very particular. It's kind of mathematical, right? Yeah. So... I have to be sober for that. I really do, especially in the writing process. That's what I, you know. As much as I love to drink beer, when I write, ideally I'm sober. Sometimes gotcha. I'm not. It's all good. And on stage, I have to be sober as well. Okay. Um, I have really? a few drinks. I have a few drinks. Damn. And then like I don't like to smoke weed either. Like I didn't that, know that. Like weed will shut me down. Yeah. Yeah. For oh. sure. Like I'll take a few hits of the joint, but then uh, El Tigre lets his fucking inner beast out. Yeah, it's like a thing. I actually okay when so I was I'm, in college. I'm team somewhat sober. I'm team somewhat sober. Yeah, and whereas before I was like, get your shit together, Nolan. Yeah, Learn exactly my back. fucking lyrics. Did you just drink two whiskeys before we went on, Nolan? Uh, five, I remember actually. That. I had five actually. I remember that. I remember being like, bro, <laughs> we perform sober. You, well, it's whatever, whatever. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway, yeah. Um, so like, I have a bad habit of going wild when i get like blackout drunk it's not okay like i just i don't like hurt anybody or anything like that i just be jumping off of shit and like running through doors on accident super extra insanely extra i remember this one time i was standing we were in college and i was standing on this i don't know these like stairs in front of this building there's a really big bush next to it and I was like, hey, you dare me jump in that bush? They were like, no. And I was like, all right. And I just jumped in the bush. You know what I'm saying? And then the next day, I was like, I had like all kinds of cuts and scrapes all over my back and my arms. I was like, what the fuck was I doing that for? So there's been a few times where I've gone that far when performing. Mm. And I was just trying to see, you know, what happens. It's usually pretty safe. It's a really constructive, safe place for me to be when I'm in that state of mind you know on the stage however uh in my experience i need to be a little bit pulled back in a, in in a relaxed a not so um intense state i need to be a little bit more i don't know cognizant of where i'm at and what i'm doing as opposed to just being like fully muscle memory and energy and look music is super fluid so different occasions call for different mind states right most definitely Freestyle, I got to be sober for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, on stage, I can let loose a little bit more, but you know, I like to I like to keep it keep it easy. Yeah, and with Ursa Major, it I helps the delivery too. If you're drunk, you're slurring. Sure. Yeah, eh. which yeah. actually plays to my favor because I'm kind of a like a slack jaw rapper. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I'm a little exactly. lazy. You're exactly right. I I was uh man, I was in Alton playing a show with Ursa Major, and we just got done doing a sound check at this place called Bottle and Barrel. And there's this woman, she must have been like, I don't know, 68, 70, somewhere in there. Most definitely 69. Yeah, 69, sitting at the bar. And uh, she's, she's like, all the way down to the other end, she's like, hey, hey, and starts like yelling at me. She's like, hey, pretty boy. And and I was like I was like you know I was dr- I was pretty you. yeah I was you know I'm saying I had like my full charm going my hair was like I had some hairspray in it it was <laughs> combed all looking good and she's like I like what you're doing up there but I can't hear a damn thing you're saying and without hesitation I was like well I'm a mumble rapper so that's just how it goes <laughs> and I realized that I like you know it's like one of those things you just say it out loud and you're like oh my god I qualify as a mumble rapper did that that's- worry you <laughs> no not at all. I mean, at first I was like, eh, but the whole time, I mean, pretty much like 
up until like 26 no 2017 20 yeah around 2017 mm-hmm. i was just kind of embarrassed even to say that i was a rapper like when i was dating people and they're like my well yeah what do you what do you do and they're like oh he's a rapper and i'm like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> just tell him i'm a musician <laughs> just say i'm a musician and then it wasn't until like tiger Nolan got back started i was like fuck that i'm a rapper, rapper. baby Full it's time. in my blood it's in my bones i've always known it i've always been doing it what was the embarrassment what's the origin of that it being like such a fad okay. at the time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't, I feel like I didn't take part in the fad like gotcha. at all. <laughs> yeah. As funny as that might sound, but I feel like the fad was kind of like us, was like just everyone trying to rap a certain kind of way. And I was already like making songs in my room before any of that shit really took off. Yeah. And I was making songs that didn't sound anything in the same style. I was totally like doing the boom bap thing. And um, there was everyone that I met that was doing the boom bap thing. They weren't, they were, they seemed a lot more genuine and it was in Columbia. So there was a lot of Columbia, Missouri where Mizzou is at. So there's a lot of like college frat boy sort of mentality where they put out a song and it's like, everyone loves it and it's going and everyone's like going crazy, but you just kind of cringe at it. You're like, ah, this kind of like biting someone or biting a particular style too hard or like, you know, sort of in the vein of what the what that paul brother put out with the everyday bro where you just watch it and you're like nobody should have ever gave these people microphones you know what i'm saying it's just like it makes you feel it makes you feel bad on the inside that somebody's like taking something you love and kind of butchering it like that so that's that was kind of like my whole mentality so i always was insecure about being a part of the fad of what i what i looked at and thought was like just annoying and kind of butchering what i was actually in love with got you makes sense well i think you took the right avenue with the i don't know if there's a particular name for it but the run dmc style back and forth rap if there's anything that needs to i'm I'm a bit nostalgic i'm gonna have to admit that you know of course uh, that's awesome and so that's the stuff i grew up on was run dmc and beastie boys and, and things of that nature so um i i prefer the the days of of old right with a lot of things yeah like that yeah and so i'm not i'm not necessarily retro but i i, I just i have a love for that stuff and i love that you 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 brought that style at least back to me you know i could say that i don't know yeah. if anybody else no no offense to someone else who's out there doing it i don't know but you know so i just know you guys and you're bringing it back to me and you're adding some new flavor to it though because you do have like you said you're you you're, you self-described slack jaw rapper i yeah. guess is how you would or, or mumble you yeah. know mm-hmm. which you know mumble rap is, a, is kind of a newer thing right that uh that we we pick on a little bit but you guys brought it back with this back and forth maneuvering of of lyrics and that's where it's at. That's what's up. Yeah, and I'm starting Appreciate to learn. It. It, it's really difficult to write like that. It really is. You have to put in a lot yeah. of time, and the recording process is absolutely fucking grueling. Yeah. It takes a long time to record like that. It's easy for me to go in. I can lay down a 16-bar rap in you know, 15, 20 minutes. Sure. Going back and forth, there's a lot of production that goes Hours. with that. It I just bet. says there's timing. There's a lot. Yeah. Okay, I deliver a line this way. Okay, that's fine how I said it, but you got to think about, you know, Cal has a line right after that. How are we going to flow that in together? Yeah. So the process is just, it's, it's the difficulty level on the back and forth rap, let's just call it that, is really high. And a lot of people don't do that because it takes a lot of fucking time. It really does. Yeah. Well, but it's all we've known. So we started playing on, you know, metaphorically like all Madden. We're not playing on Ricky, we're playing on all Madden. Straight, that's all we've known. So we're okay with up. it. Full right? send. Full send. Right. Nice. So we appreciate that. And that's, you know, when we get those compliments, we're like, 
Fucking exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We connect yeah. people who say that. There, there's another thing that I wanted to bring up that I think uh, Tiger really stands for, and I just kind of want to impart this information on to other artists. Like, I'm always just trying to, you know, tell my story. One thing that we learned was to make to make things for yourself imagine you what your tastes and likes are being an entire audience imagine there's a million other people that like everything the same exact way that you do which is probable right Mm -hmm. make it for them so um a story that that i love is nolan has this jersey which is a shane falco jersey if you're familiar with shane falco played by keanu reeves in 1999's the replacements right Yeah. yeah He was wearing that jersey, and his dad was kind of giving him grief, like, yo, Nolan, who's who's Falco? And I was like, man, it's a... Uh, I explained him, like, Keanu Reeves in that movie. He's like, who the fuck is going to understand that? I'd be like, yo, yeah, I don't wear it for those people. I wear it for the one in 100 person. I'd be like, yeah. Shane Falco, dude. I'm like, fuck yes, dude. Let's go. And that happens all the time. Instant and, friends. And what Cal was saying is, like, we're not niche rappers, but... If you know, we're looking for that guy who looks at the world. We say our references, and if you get those references, then we have you in as a fan. Yeah. We can connect with you just like that. And those numbers, one in a hundred, that's fine or whatever it is, mm-hmm. perfectly yeah. fine. We do it for it's those more, people. It's we more don't and do more. it for yeah, yeah, and more and more people. Absolutely, basically just being true to you and yeah. authentic. Yeah, we yeah. rap about the things we want to hear. Like I've always said, like you know, intense hip hop songs are great. Hype up music, you know, workout music, let's call it. But there's not enough references. Talk about the shit that I like. Talk about video games. Talk about sitcoms, movies, whatever the hell you're into. And who, mm-hmm. you know, everyone loves that stuff. Talk about it, reference it, and people say, "I love that shit. I love this guy, and that music is great." Yeah, click. Yeah, I, I loved um, Wale's mixtape. The what isn't it called? Like the mixtape about nothing. Yeah, and then more about nothing. And more about nothing. Yeah, so Seinfeld. they were they were Seinfeld themes themed mm-hmm. and the show um, about nothing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then. There's a f- there's been a few other things, a few other mixtapes and this and that, just like bodies of work, in hip hop in general that um, were themed off of some sort of like I don't know like maybe like a pop culture theme like XV. You remember XV? He had this entire album called Pop Culture, and the cover art was a drawing of him in like the Simpsons living room with all of these characters from all spectrums. Like there's Ninja Turtles and Pokemon and Andy Warhol. Like there's just like all these characters that were pop culture in the image. And then the entire, the entire album, like, you know, there's a song called like Jedi Knight and, um, there's references to, um, one of, one of my favorite references is he says something along the lines of, Damn, from growing up around all these bandanas and shells, you would think my homies were the Ninja Turtles or something like that. Mm. And I was just like taking everything that he saw and putting that like pop culture, like connecting it to that, I thought was like super brilliant. And I've always been, um, you know, really excited by things that kind of draw these these connections to stuff that wouldn't otherwise be seen. Yes. Yeah. So like on the surface, like Tiger Nolo is a hip hop group. We sound like a hip hop group. We're very aggressive. That's just our style. He's aggressive. I'm aggressive. I'm I'm aggressive. He's a mumble rapper. And, uh, so it is, we are a hip hop group, but the shit that we talk about, we're like 10 years old. That's what it is. Yeah, truly. It's, it's a, it's an homage. I I feel like, um, Tigre, was has kind of like evolved through Tiger Nolo 
Um, so to give you a brief history, at first I was Cal Baby, then I was Cal Baby version 2.0 with two Ys. I don't know why. I, my whole life, I don't know why I was doing this. <laughs> and then and then I and then I became Calvin Tiger, and then um, then I became Calvin Tigre, and now it's just Tigre, Tigre. or Tiger or whatever. But um, back when it was. Uh, Wait, what was I talking about? I was talking about t- like the the name getting started mm-hmm. for some reason. I don't remember, but uh, yeah, pop culture references are my shit. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, I like it because you, you were kind of alluding to this, Nola. It's just that you know people are that that like your music. The music is good, and like you were saying, also. Calvin is that I like hearing smart shit. I like when people take something like bandanas and shells and liken that to the mutant ninja turtles. But it does another thing. It connects you to that person oh, yeah. based on the pop culture that you're referencing. Oh, like yeah. like like somebody who's older than than us might not give two shits about uh, the Ninja Turtles. They're like, yeah, I don't even get it, maybe for one thing, but also they're not going to care. But for us, we grew up on that shit, and so we're like, yeah, that's awesome, because it connects you through the culture that you're that you're referencing, right? Right, but you can't, you're not trying to cater to those older people either. It, that's because right, that's, for sure. You're, you're not being true to yourself when you're trying to cater to other people. You just have to yeah. stick with them. your niche and... You know, take the followers that you get with it. Find the guy in the bar yeah. who knows who Shane Falco is. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. That's okay. We're putting that on your tombstone. Okay. <laughs> when you're dead, find the guy okay, in the bar who knows who Shane Falco is. Uh, this podcast just took a pretty dark turn talking about your tombstone. Life, well, that's circle life. We're all gonna die, you know. So <laughs> yeah, I get working on that anyway. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to like come to terms with it. Like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna be gone. You know, so I don't know. Hey. I, I feel like that's what inspires me a lot of times to, right. to, to tell my story. I like self, I kind of loathe when I do this, but sometimes I'll have like a post and I'll have like a long story about how it came together. And I'm thinking like, and people are commenting on it, not anything about the actual, <laughs> what I said. They're just like going straight off the visual. That's cool. But um, I feel uh, like I have to put, put out my story but i don't always enjoy putting it out if that makes sense sure. even though i do it with a smile because i understand being an artist that's what's necessary mm-hmm. is telling your story but um just for the record it's not always like fun to write a long sappy post and then just be like this is what i'm doing but i feel like you know it's got to be told yeah i feel like you got to do it without having expectations that everybody else is gonna feed into yeah into it definitely you know? yeah social media will also kill your ego real quick for sure yeah it will it'll blow it up mm-hmm. or kill it which yeah. is kind of kind of exciting yeah let it energize you though but yeah that's exactly right you're putting out a legacy you all are, are building a legacy day by day by by your art by what you're putting out there lego and by so, lego the internet's forever that's right and so let death inspire you. One thing that could be another one of those things, just like social media, that can either depress you or it can it can drive you. For sure, you know, it can drive you to do the things that you do. Like you said, you feel like you have to do that because yeah. it, it, it's it's something almost like a like an innate internal drive, uh, something that tells you that you've got to perpetuate your legacy out into the cosmos uh, Most for, for whatever reason. Who knows what the reasons yeah. you end up being? But here you are, and you're doing that thing. So if you guys could tell us what the future holds for Tiger Nolo coming up, if you've got anything coming up in particular, any any good projects, or just let us have it. And also where to find you guys and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Too, on promote promote away. Go ahead. I'm going to look at calendar. All right. <laughs> First of all, find us at Tiger Nolo. T-I-G-R-E Tigre Nolo, N-O-L-O, at Tiger Nolo. Um, you can find him at Dude It's Nolan. And I'm at Calvin underscore T. Gray. 
if you'd like to follow our personal pages, which it seems like more people follow. Well, actually, the numbers do speak. More people follow our personal pages than our Tiger Nolo page. But that's okay. We still, you know, funnel it through. You got to. <laughs> and then um, coming up, we've got the Slum Fest Awards tonight. Tonight. Tonight, yes. And that's that uh, rescheduled. Mother Nature's been playing games with my pockets. Like, you know, it's been I, a snowy I, winter. I work, I work off the entertainment industry, and this winter has been full of cancellations and reschedules, man. <laughs> right. Come on, come on, Mama Nature. Like, give, we, we give your boy a break. Like, <laughs> I need to make some money out here. Matter of fact, our first show that we had scheduled was canceled by Mother Nature. That's right. Because we got a wicked snowstorm, and I actually got stuck and had to spend a night in a motel that night. Really? Coming up this way, yeah. It was it was brutal. Wow. It was rough out there. So. It was, yeah. I experienced that exact same thing. We had yeah. to cancel, and we were heartbroken, dude. We were so upset, defeated. And then we're like, all right, well, let's just record this music video. So we get this music video set up the following weekend, and then canceled again. People, you know, bad weather. Nobody could could get there, and we're like so defeated. We're like, we're never going to get this thing done. There's only three more weeks yeah. until On the- Slump Fest. On the other side of that coin, too, there's uh, so Slumfest is like January something, and then there is a uh, show that we recently booked that was scheduled for the same day in Columbia, Missouri, right? It's called like the Mo Hip Hop Fest or something like that. It's at the Blue Note in Columbia. Okay. Uh, catch us there March 23rd, I believe it is. So we wouldn't have gotten that gig without a cancellation. So also, thank you, Mother Nature. Who knows? Yeah, if, look at that. Who knows huh? what's good or bad, right? Who knows what's good or bad? I got to tell that story, right? It's a little fable. Drop it. Okay. Oh, also, and we're uh, shout out No Coast. Uh, we got a show at, I think it's at... Uh, it's at the Monocle. It's at the Monocle. Nice. Yes. And that is April 10th, I believe. Sweet. Yeah, then we yeah. got a show in Cleveland on April 11th. Yeah. Yeah. We got a... Yeah, shout out Hunter, shout out Prano. Shout out Hunter, the chef plug Prano. Yeah. My personal producer. Love that man. Shout out to Cleveland boys. Yeah, we got some homies in Cleveland. All right, We've Fable time. We'll end this podcast on a Fable. So uh, you can you can you can see more about this fable if you check out that Bill Murray doc on Netflix. Full disclosure: I love the content. Was not a fan of the filmmaker or the film itself. Got to say that. Wow. So you got to say my piece because I'm that's okay. my bag. That's what I do. I recommend you watching it. Just understand that's how I feel about it. So there's this story about um, this um, f- farmer. He's got a he's got a horse, a prized horse, and. Uh, you know, he's, he's become rich off this prized horse, and one day the horse runs away. And the farmer's neighbor comes over and says, hey, sorry to hear about your horse running away. And the farmer says, well, who knows what's good or bad. And dude's like, what? You just lost your prized horse. Okay. So the next day, his horse returns with 15 other horses. So now he's got 16 horses. The man's rich. Farmer comes over, or neighbor comes over and says, hey, man, congratulations about the horses. And the farmer's like, eh, who knows what's good or bad. And dude's like, dude, you're tripping, bro. Like, you did, you got 16 horses. Yesterday you had none. Be excited about it. The following day, the farmer's son is riding one of the horses, falls and breaks his leg. Neighbor comes over. Sorry about your son. Dude's like, who knows what's good or bad. And he's like, that's cold-blooded, man. That's your, that's your son. The next day, Army comes through. They're drafting kids. Kid's got a broken leg, stays home doesn't get drafted, doesn't go to war. Farmer comes over and he's like, or a neighbor comes over, comes like, he's like, who knows what's good or bad? You know, it's that could go on in infinite amount of ways. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I feel like that's something uh, that we've, we've embraced lately with all the, 
not if they weren't defeats, but they were like obstacles that had us feeling defeated yes. when when they when they cock blocked us. That's awesome. I love yeah. it. That that fits right into a lot of the the progression that we've had on this podcast. Yeah. So it works perfectly. My favorite yeah. thing about that fable was thinking about two farmers talking to each other and one be like, "You're tripping, bro." <laughs> <laughs> Good shit. Good shit. <laughs> These farmers were Tiger Nolo fans, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they knew what was up. We got fans all across the place, all across the the world, man. We appreciate you guys, man. And thank uh, you for we appreciate us. you guys. You guys do great work. I'll yeah. talk you guys up all day, every day. Let me get you some more, some more interesting people on the show that I know. Absolutely, Absolutely man. We yeah. appreciate it. And right back for at sure. you. We're gonna talk you great guys questions. up all the time. So yeah, keep it up, man. We love Rock it. and roll. Love appreciate it. it. Thank you guys so much. All right, and we're out. Thanks again to the guys from Tiger Nolo, and thank you, CEP listener. Remember, we would not be out here without you, so keep coming back. And also remember that word of mouth is gold to us, so tell your friends and fam about the show. That is the CE Playlist and the CE Podcast at large. The Cerebral Entertainment Podcast, which you can download and subscribe to on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. And go ahead and subscribe to that show so that you can keep the content coming straight to your ear holes with hardly any hassle whatsoever on your part. All you got to do is pick up your device and press play. Remember to go to the socials, give us some love. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can find us anywhere. Just go look and we're out there, okay? And we greatly appreciate your follows and likes and all that good stuff. And uh, if you need to contact us, you can do that at cerebral at thecepodcast.com. And, of course, go check out the launching pad for all things cerebral at thecepodcast.com. And that's all we've got, folks. So remember, as always, keep your brains warm. We'll see you next time.